Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. My name is Nate Forrest, and uh, this is time for Live with Jude and Nate. We're here live each Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and it's about that time. Good morning, Jude. What is going on, Miss L.A.? Good morning, good morning, Nate. How are you doing, and where are you? That's what I'm I am like too, to I am too blessed Vegas to be where? stressed. I am back in Las Vegas. I got to spend a week and a half, almost two weeks in Nashville with family, but I'm back in Las Vegas getting ready for a big event coming up this weekend. Becca Brazil and Rachel Law have a big event coming up this weekend here in Las Vegas in the Level Up You event, and I'm uh, excited to be here. What's going on with you, Jude? Yeah, that's right. We interviewed them a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, about this event. So you're going to be, are you, are you, what are you doing there? Are you, are you attending? Are you speaking yeah. or what, what's your Speaking, attending, hanging out, we're and uh, having a lot of fun, all of the above. And, and we have, Nate also, yep. oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I wanted to mention, you know, we haven't talked about this, but I wanted to mention it because I was able to pop in one night. You're doing this Facebook live. Is that weekly or how often are you doing it? Yeah, I do a Facebook, uh, uh, a Zoom 
in my Facebook group every Tuesday night where we go through some different marketing strategies, uh, a free training that I do in my group where we just teach people different marketing fundamentals, marketing one-on-one uh, branding and, uh, you know, go through the different frameworks that I teach my clients and I do a free training just to give people an idea of some things that they can do in their marketing for their business, just to take their business to the next level. Yeah. Now listen, everybody who's listening to this, this man is relentless. He's starting now. He's here this morning as you can hear on, and now with our show, but he's been here all morning with breakfast with champions and then you're still doing it at night. So what's your day like? What is a day like for you? I mean, just give us a, a quick run. Well, real quick, I always wake up, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not here for the entire breakfast with champions. Like I used to be, uh, I, you know, jump up about 30 minutes before this segment today. And sometimes for the social media show, I'll jump up for an hour, about an hour before the social media show. That's 11 a.m. Eastern standard time each week and jump in here and listen or, you know, spend a little time reading, but I always uh, open up my Bible and read first thing in the morning. But then I just jump in here and, uh, you know, do, have some fun every morning. This is my, uh, all in moment where I, I go to, uh, you know, enter the marketplace each morning and, uh, and not only share thoughts and strategies with my co-hosts with the social media show and breakfast with champions, but learn from you guys. I, you know, I encourage everybody to pick a place where they learn, but then after the, after the social media show, after breakfast with champions, I get on the phone throughout the day, take calls, help new clients, help existing clients. And then, uh, you know, always hit the gym in the afternoon and then uh, try to do a couple of trainings at night a week for my clients. But you know what? I also like to have fun, so I, I get out. I leave open times in the schedule. Um, we're a World Series of Poker's here in Vegas, so I'll be playing a lot of poker this month. Uh, played the first night I was here in town a couple of nights ago. Had a good night, and uh, looking forward to that. So, you know what? Uh, I like to uh, I like to teach people how to build a business where they can still uh, enjoy their life, have fun, a little bit of freedom. And so uh, that's one thing we can do with the Internet. The power of the Internet is it gives us the cap capabilities to build a business from anywhere in the world. So uh, it gives me freedom to do things I want to do, travel back to Nashville, see family and uh, play poker when I want to go to an event like this here in Vegas this weekend and embrace your ambition in Denver. But uh, how about you, Jude, for people that don't know who you are before we jump in and start and uh, start our interview with a super special guest today, uh, one of your uh, L.A. neighbors. Uh, tell us a little bit, just remind the audience who you are and why you're here with Breakfast with Champions and how did you end up in Los Angeles? Well, you know, interesting, just for everybody, if, if you haven't met Nate and myself before, and I'm sure you have Nate because he's here often and I'm here once a week with him live with Jude and Nate on Tuesdays, where you are right now. And, you know, it's a, it's a interesting when you mentioned that you like to have some fun, play poker. This is this is if I cannot if, if, if we leave with nothing else that I have to say today. That is that, you know, there has to be fun built into your life. And people who work 24-7, that is not a status symbol. And you burn out, and you burn out for a lot of reasons. You burn out because you're working too long, too hard. You're not having enough fun. And, and I remember when I first started doing television, Nate, a producer had taken me, or a program director had taken me to lunch one day. He said, I want to know, are you getting enough? And I said, getting enough what? And he said, are you getting enough fun? Because you're working too hard. And because I was doing TV programming, which was TV talk, and I was also doing news and sometimes simultaneously. And so I'd start early in the morning and be on late at night. And and eventually you burn out. And 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 I did. And, and then I lost about a year of my life, not because of anything that I knew I wasn't going to get well, but it was exhaustion. And so when I launched Kobe, the collaboration of brilliant entrepreneurs, this is one of the this is one of the principles of Kobe. You play hard, work hard, but take that time because a lot of people when we're working feel like we're playing because we really do love it. And and you know you you know that I've interviewed Larry King a couple of times and Larry Larry always said that you know that he said you do what you love and you don't work and and that's really true but at the same time if if you're doing everything all the time and this is the thing with entrepreneurs like most of us are on this app Nate is that because we can we do and also because we are so good at what we do but the thing is that you cannot be all things to your business all the time and and if you want to have a sustaining business and you want to have a life build in some fun and we've been having some fun in fact we were out in malibu uh, i don't know if you've been out to malibu when you're here in la and nate but it's one of my favorite playgrounds and i was with my favorite playmate my husband and we were out there this weekend having fun and last weekend we were in ojai and then when you come back to work on Tuesday, 
after a three-day weekend, you are ready to rock and your mind is clear, your creativity is there, and you are ready to go. And that's how I like to live my life. So when you said you build in some fun, I don't know how to play poker. Maybe you'll teach me that. I used to play a long, long time ago, but never at your level, Nate. But uh, I'll be an observer, if not a participant, but uh, good for you. Okay, I know you have a guest for us today, and you know Sally. I've met Sally here on this app. We've had a couple conversations, but why don't you introduce Sally, Nate, if you're ready yeah, to rock. Yeah, speaking of having fun, I'm just out here in my backyard throwing throwing balls with the dogs, which is fun. But you know what? Now let's throw the ball over to my friend, Sally Cologne. And speaking, also speaking of having fun, I got to meet her face-to-face a couple months ago here in Las Vegas for an event that me and Credit Ninja uh, uh, hosted. And uh, she was in town for some other stuff that weekend and joined us for a day and got to spend lunch. And uh, she's got all kinds of cool stuff going on in her life. And uh, I want to get to know Sally a little bit more. One thing we like to do in these interviews, guys, is we – we like to interview and chat with some world changers, people that are making a difference in their life, moving the needle, making a positive impact. But uh, you know what? Sally likes to have a little fun, too. We got to go out and see Vegas and uh, and uh, have a good dinner one night and have a good lunch the next day and, and spend some time networking and meet meet some friends. And uh, so but then beyond the fun, guys, uh, you know, we like to bring in people that are uh, having an impact, world changers. And Sally Cologne is one of those people. She's a neighbor of yours, uh, Jude. We Somehow we just keep ending up with neighbors, uh, people that are right there in the L.A. area with you, Jude, and uh, and uh, people that you haven't even met yet. But uh, I know it's a small town, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out why you haven't met most of these people. <laughs> but so, you know what? That's a good – in this small town, you're right, <laughs> this, yeah, brown, but, this, this small spread-out town, uh, we need to do uh, – Sally, when we get on this call, when, when I'm talking with you, we got to plan a – a meetup with a lot of friends. Bobby was in town, Bobby Del Rio, and they were meeting up last night, but we had a barbecue here, so we couldn't be there. But, um, but yeah, we need to do that. So that's a great idea, Nate. All our neighbors so, over here in this, in this small town. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a meetup. Sally Cologne, introduce yourself. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about where you are, what you're doing, and who you are, and then let's just have some fun and have a conversation. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Jude. Good um, morning. Good morning. Dude, I owe you a phone call, and I have an event out here June 4th that I'm going to invite you to. So I will, uh, let's get on a call maybe later today or tomorrow. But June 4th, if you're in town, I have a really great event that I think you would love, and it'll be a chance for you and I to meet. It's in Bel Air um, uh, that evening, so let me know. But That's I'm on a Saturday, I think, isn't Saturday. it? Yeah, it's a Saturday. Yeah, I have a friend who's actually moving and i've got a party that night but you who knows maybe i'll do two and two and one i don't know we'll see there you go so i'm i'm sally cologne and i'm a social impact documentarian so i focus on doc documentaries docuseries and i'm in development with four uh tv shows uh reality shows and then I'm working, you mentioned Malibu earlier. I'm working in Malibu on Mondays and Fridays on a big metaverse project. And uh, this week's exciting week because we have a big co-design sprint meeting with um, some investors. And so we're just excited to to launch our first NFT, which is wild. I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. So I'm really, really excited to just be in this new world and new Hollywood and um, you know, I'm also a mom to two teenage daughters who are absolutely beautiful and creative and singers with the, the best voice. Um, and then I do a mentoring program out here for teen girls. So I do a six, six week mentoring program during school hours, and that's been super life changing. And I just love it. I have a, have a great life out here in Los Angeles. I don't have a lot of complaints. So um, you know, but I created my life that way. I, I did it one step at a time. And so, yeah, so I'm just excited to be here with you guys. So I just copied the, uh, the link to your Sally's book club. I know you have a conversation coming up uh, later today Yay! with Tim story and another special guest. We'll chat about that here in a minute, but Sally, okay. you've been, you've been here on clubhouse since, uh, I, I, you know, I remember seeing your face since back in the beginning and uh, mm-hmm. we've shared so many multiple rooms now, including breakfast with champions. But, uh, you know, I definitely want to talk about what you're doing in documentaries because that fascinates me. I'm sure we have a crowd full of people that love to watch good documentaries. And mm-hmm. so uh, how did you how did you get into documentaries? What is what what do you love about it? And uh, how, how does that translate into social media? Like what what are you doing on social media if you're out there supposed to be making movies uh, in, in L.A., making documentaries? So I um, 
Sorry, I just got a message from a guy that I'm seeing right now, but that's a different story. Okay, let's so, talk about um, that. Okay, let's, so let's put, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's go into that. Um, that distracted Keep me. going, <laughs> Tell us about the documentary of Sally Cologne. But no, how did you get into documentaries and why are you spending time on social media? Just, so, so um, documentaries because at the time, first of all, I love, education. I love learning myself. I personally love documentaries. Um, I happen to be running a foundation out here called Women Like Us. And uh, I was invited by them to go to Africa for a humanitarian trip. And of course, that was something that was on my bucket list. I wanted to do a safari, but I also wanted to do some humanitarian work. So I was invited to that. And you know, the, the amount of money that it, it was going to take to go to Africa was it was going to be substantial and so i thought well i don't know you know let me think about it i'm gonna have to leave my kids for two weeks and I, let me let me raise some of that money and then i had a tragedy happen my i lost my mom and i lost my mom while i was in the middle of shooting a movie in texas and um it was devastating and my you know my sisters and i we didn't we were we we were in we were grieving and but our mom left us a little bit of money and I decided I was gonna take that money, I was gonna to go to Africa, but I wasn't just gonna go and do humanitarian work or you know, do some do a safari, but I thought, you know, I'm gonna go shoot a film. And it was a crazy thought at first. I was like, I'll raise ten thousand dollars and maybe do like a short film. And I met with one of my doc one of my director friends out here in Hollywood and he he's like, Wait a minute, you're like you've been in this industry for twenty five years. Why don't you raise a hundred thousand dollars and do a full feature and I was like are you out of your mind <laughs> and he goes no I'm not I know you and I know you're capable of doing it so he like it, he he put something in me in that moment that inspired me and it motivated me and because words are super powerful we all know and so I did I ended up long story short flew to Africa brought a little um, crew with me there was four of us and um, shot a film I put an outline together first, just in case people don't know the, the sort of sequence of making a documentary. I created an outline so I knew what I was going to be shooting when I got out to Africa. And I had um, Kat Sadler, if you guys don't know, she was the host on E! News. She was out there with me because she was doing all the interviews for me. And um, so we shot it. We were there for two weeks. We shot a bunch of incredible women. One woman who um is rescues girls from female genital mutilation i don't know if you guys know that that happens in africa and early childhood marriage and so she has a home called the omalaika home and uh she rescues girls and so anyway we got to interview her we got to interview some of the girls we got to actually live the life of some of these girls for two days uh so it was incredible i can and i interviewed some other some other women out there that are incredible another woman that um, she actually was an artist. She came to Africa to paint, you know, some, she loved the Maasai. She loved the culture of the Maasai warriors. And she ended up finding, she was in, she found this hut, this little hut, and there were 60 orphans. And she was like, who, you know, who are these kids and where are their parents? And I don't know if you guys know, but in Africa, there's a lot of parents who pass away from HIV. And so anyway, I, this particular woman went back to Michigan. She lives in, or I think Indiana, she lives in Indiana. And she said, I'm going to send money to this woman that was taking care of these orphans. And she did. And they ended up building a school and there's about 250 kids that are thriving right now. So we got to visit the kids. I brought them some musical instruments and we, we did her interview. So a bunch of different women in Africa. Then I came back to the U S and interviewed some incredible women. One woman that's, uh, a rescuer for sex trafficking. And so anyway, that the name of that film is called Women Like Us. You can find it on Instagram, Women Like Us, and you can look at some of the women, you could see the trailer. So that was my first documentary. It took me three and a half years. I raised $150,000 and that film went to festivals. Gina Davis was one of the people that really supported um, my film. She put me in a magazine and featured me with her. Um, and they did two sold out screenings at her festival called Bentonville and, uh, the, the Waltz, uh, I think it's the Waltons, the ones that created, uh, Walmart. Uh, anyway, they were all there and they were super supportive of my film. So that was my first one. And, uh, it was incredible. I don't know if you want to say anything about that before I tell you about my second one, but 
uh, documentaries are my jam. I mean, I love making them. I love meeting the people. I love educating people. I'll tell you this. I, I attached a, a distribution company. We ended up doing 100 screenings across the country. And that was the most incredible experience for me. We did a film festival called uh, the Los Angeles International Women's Film Festival. And I was accepted. My film was. We did a big screening, 350 people showed up. It was incredible. All my friends, family, you know, strangers, just people that were part of the festival. And I was walking with my daughters and they were a little bit younger. This was about three years ago. And we're walking down the aisle, going into a sold out screening. First time that I get to see one of my films on a, a you know theater screen. And I stopped my girls in the middle and I said, girls, this is what living your dream looks like. And it was just such a powerful moment to show my girls that like you can do anything. So I wanted to share that quick story because it was beautiful. I love that story. It gives me a, you know, we understand exactly how you got into it. And I do want to hear about that second film. But uh, since we're kind of talking about the documentaries and how you got started in this industry, um, I would love to come, you know, I don't even know if they allow it. I would love to come over since I'm not too far away, Sally. I would love to come over and just uh, be a fly on the wall, sit back and watch and just see the process of how you guys kind of just go about a day, even if it's just for a couple of hours. Tell sure. the crew that you're with, I'll buy lunch. And uh, I would love to just come Aww. in and watch and kind of just, you know, be a behind the scenes person. And uh, so, yeah, let me know when, the, when that's even possible. Absolutely. Sure. No but, problem. but yeah, so you've worked with, uh, you said Gina Davis on that first film. I'm sure you've worked with the other people on different films. And uh, Jude, before we kind of jump into your next film and, and, and keep going, I know that Jude's probably excited to talk about, you know, some of y'all's LA connections and stuff. But, but Jude, I know you have a couple of questions you'd like to ask. You're the professional interviewer here. You've interviewed Larry King and now you're interviewing Sally Cologne. But uh, Jude, let's keep this L.A. conversation going before we talk about some other stuff that Sally's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, involved with. I get with. to interview Nate Forrest, too, from time to time, so don't forget that, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, Sally, you know, I'm, I'm really interested, and I know I don't even know why we were talking. I think it was something you were involved in. I said I thought I knew someone or something, too. I can't even remember why. why I think why it was we my mentoring program that I was doing, I, I maybe. No, it was something that somebody was doing for something. It was some cause. And so I said, I may know someone okay. who might be involved. I don't know what that was. It's been a long time now, but we will mm -hmm. talk and, and, you know, let me know the details on, on, on Saturday, if I can, if I can possibly do it. It's a, it's sure. a real party weekend this weekend. I can tell you, <laughs> um, I've got one where I live too <laughs> Sunday. So it's crazy. Time. Cool. We're ready. I think the world is so ready to be back out, but I wanted to talk to we you about, are, we are. A, about what you're doing with with women and and what a good role model you are for your girls i do a lot of work with women and it kind of started out with with executive women first coaching them for leadership and moving up the corporate ladder and now with entrepreneurial women but also you mentioned gina davis and i'd emceed an event and was a speaker and i she was a celebrity speaker and i interviewed her and she's doing so much on behalf of gender in film as you know for women yeah. and done so much research and so and i'm writing a new book and it is for women and so we have many things to talk about offline because we could talk here the whole hour about about this topic <laughs> but a lot of work and then and then i too have worked with women i minister to unwed mothers uh, not the diane keaton kind of unwed mothers the unwed mothers on the streets and through my mm -hmm. church nate um, they have this program and so I've done that in, in the past along with Deacon Ministry. But I, I want to speak to about this documentary because a lot of people talk about, and there's a lot of, you know, we see awards every year, you know, for doc documentaries that are up for the Academy Awards. What do you think that a, a documentary can accomplish? It's more reality, I understand, than a film. But what does it really take to get that kind of funding? Uh, that people are very um, willing to to put, I mean, I know there's there's money out there through corporate four projects, but what does it really take to get that kind of funding? Where did you start? That's a good question because that seems to be the one thing that keeps people from making their projects is raising the funds. Cause you can't, you know, you can't make a project without the funds. And so for me, I, because I was part of women like us, they became my fiscal sponsor. And if you don't understand fiscal sponsor, it's basically, you know, you attach yourself as a as a documentarian, you can't do this with scripted films. You can only do it with documentaries. But you attach yourself to a fiscal sponsor, and what happens is the money is raised through that nonprofit, and then you give a percentage, which is like an admin fee, back to the nonprofit, and the rest of it goes to making the film because it's um you know because it's an educational film. So women like us, all the money went through that that foundation. 
um, because they were partnering with me for this film as well. And then we did some fundraisers. So we did um, a huge fundraiser at the agency, which is a big uh, real estate agency out here that supported us. And Moby, who I didn't mention this, but Moby gave us all the music for my film. And that's a funny story how I met him, but he is such an advocate for for mostly animals, but for humans as well. And he's just an incredible human being. Um, and then I had Sherry Shepard, who I don't know if you guys know her. She was on The View for seven years. She just actually got her first talk show that starts shooting in September in New York. She's one of my best friends. And so she she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing this documentary. She goes, what, what can I do? So she attached herself as an EP, but she also was in it. So we interviewed her. Um, Kat Sadler from E! News was my co-producer on this. Uh, we, I met the former first lady. That's a really fun story I could share if you guys want me to. But I met the former first lady of Kenya. She was in my film. Uh, the former uh, executive producer of Oprah Winfrey was in my film. Um, Tim Story, who you guys know is a good friend of mine, who I'm actually doing a room at noon today. Uh, if you guys want to join Pacific Standard Time, uh, Tim and I are going to be interviewing Lindsay Roberts about her new book. And uh, so, you know, a lot of incredible people, but I raised money doing fundraisers. I did five Indiegogo campaigns, which is kind of like a Kickstarter, um, but you get to keep all your money that you raise. With Kickstarter, if you don't raise all the money, then you don't get any of it. So I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll do Indiegogo. So we did five Indiegogo campaigns, um, friends and family. The first 25,000, which I was mentioning about my mom passing away. I don't think I finished that story. I went on a little bunny trail, but, um, my mom left my sisters and I some money and 20, I took the first 25,000 of that. And I, that's what I put towards my film. So I put the first seed money in personally, and then everything just started to come in. So by the- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. By the end of it, we had raised 150,000. But I will say this, the one lesson that I learned about raising the money is that raise the money up front if you can, because I put the first 25,000 in and then I had to raise more money. And we had to stop production a few times for several months to raise more money because I had to pay, you know, for my crew and pay for my editor. And we had one guy, he was amazing. Two, two guys that were just incredible. That were just super wealthy guys out here in Los Angeles that heard what I was doing. And they're like, you know, we have this extra money. It was towards the end of the year. One guy, they both each gave me $12,500 and said, you don't have to pay this back. This is just for you, for your film, because I believe in you. So that was 25,000 right there after stopping the film for like three months these guys just came and they were like angels. So, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work putting a film together. Um, but I have to say that, that the, the, the fruit of my labor was like nothing. It, it was the most incredible feeling in the world to be able to see the screen, to be able to see the impact that it made on women and men, because it's called women like us. So there weren't a lot of men in the audience. I would say it's probably 90% women, but the men that did come to watch it, the impact it made on them. I had men coming up to me crying, saying, I've ne I never knew that stuff like this happened to women and girls. So it was just super edu educational for people that had no idea. Sex trafficking happens in Los Angeles. That's, sex trafficking happens, you know, in the smallest cities at, you know, they, they, there's, there's a whole, I could do a whole room on sex trafficking and what to look for. But, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. Well, that's a that's a beautiful, beautiful story. And what I'm also hearing is is you, a your accomplishments and congratulations what you've done not only for what you did, Sally, but on behalf of women everywhere, and and particularly the Thank women you. who you featured. I, I also will say to you what I'm hearing is is ask and you shall receive. Absolutely. And, and you cannot be shy about asking for what you want, and particularly when it's for a cause that's greater than, than, than you are. And so that's a really powerful message in itself. I, I do have more questions, but I know that Nate probably does too. Shall I toss it back to you, Nate? Always, no. always, you know, I, I don't know what I have more fun just talking with it, with our guests or, or, or hearing you, uh, you know, chat with them, uh, Jude, with your interview skills. I'm always learning, sitting here taking notes and learning. 
uh, about what's going on and uh, how you ask questions. But guys, if you just joined the room, we're talking to Sally Colon. She uh, makes, uh, she's a producer, a director. She makes documentaries in Los Angeles, California. So if you wanted to kind of get inside the head and learn uh, from somebody that's in the film industry and learn from them, that's what we're having a conversation about here. But, uh, but Sally, uh, kind of as we continue this conversation, we are here on Clubhouse. We, you know, you're, you're all over social media crushing things. I know you have your own room, entertainment rooms. Um, why are you spending time on social media, social audio technically? Why are you spending time on social media? Does it help you in your business? Or are you working on other things? And why, you know, do you have your uh, entertainment club uh, here in Clubhouse, your entertainment rooms, I should, I should mm-hmm. say? Um, why are you spending time doing that? What, what else are you working on? So I love social media because I think it's a, it's a beautiful way to connect with friends and family. For me, I'm always, I, I'm so, I don't even know how I do it all, to be honest. And I say this humbly, I'm doing so many projects right now. And God has just kind of opened the door for me to be involved in so many different things and co-developing some shows. And for I don't have a lot of time to sit and talk to my friends. So I think Social media for me is a chance for me to just go, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. If you're wondering, you know, like I dance a lot. I love to dance. It's something that I've always wanted to do as a little girl. Like if I can come back, I would come back as a dancer. <laughs> so I, you know, so I got to meet a, this beautiful, like professional dancer. She used to be an LA Clipper. She was my Zumba teacher. And one day I came up to her, I said, hey, would you want to do some dances with me on social media just so that I can, you know, like dance again? Cause I love it. It was like a dream for me. She's like, yeah. So we started some dances and we haven't done them in a couple of weeks because I've been so busy with my work, but you know, we started every Tuesday getting together and like doing a couple of dances and then I would kind of spread them out, like kind of batching it. So that was one thing that I was doing. And then um, when I do my films, when I'm shooting, like I was shooting last month, a show called Randy Land, which is an art reality show. And, you know, I showed some of the directing that I was doing. And then, you know, I'm raising two teenage daughters. I have an empowerment project called Girls Empowered, which my friend Tommy, who just came on stage, partnered with me on that to help me pay for everything. See, he was one of those angels. I was like, God, I really want to do because I I see my own daughters in struggle with self-esteem. And, you know, and I, I I could say humbly, I'm a pretty good mom. You know, I love my girls. I'm very involved. We have lots of conversations. We go out a lot. I mean, you could see a lot of that on my Instagram, but I, they still struggle. And so I put this, this empowerment program called Girls Empowered together. I took it to the high schools out here in Valencia, but you know, that takes money too, because I wanted to get merch for them. I, there's materials you got to buy. There's food. You got to feed them. And one day I met Tommy um, on Clubhouse and we were, ta- I was talking about it and he said, I want to partner with you and I'm going to fund it. And he funded the whole thing. (laughs) So, you know, you just never know like who's in the room, but the reason I do clubhouse is it's been one of the most incredible experiences for me because I started it by just doing an entertainment room called the Hollywood insiders. I started this in 2020, December of 2020. And the room, it still goes, it's every Tuesday from 12 to two. That's the one I'm doing today with Tim story. Um, But I switch it around this year. I decided to kind of switch it around. So I'm doing some mental health and some entertainment. So this today's room is more on mental health. We'll talk a little bit about entertainment, but like next week we're talking about entertainment. We have two short films that we're going to fund and my me and two more producers are going to talk about what the parameters are to uh to fund your films. So you know, you just never know, you know, but every Tuesday 12 to 2 it's going to be a very interesting room, so make sure to join. Oh, and the following week we're doing a room on grief, how to deal with grief that Tommy's going to be joining and Dr. Roshanek's going to, she's a neuroscientist. So I really do try to keep it entertaining. And I also like June have hosted television for 25 years and I've interviewed people like Beyonce and, um, you know, uh, the cast of Lord of the Rings, the cast of a lot of different things. I, I did a lot of press junkets, which I know June knows what those are. I hosted TV. I created my own show and hosted that for five years. So it's, it's something that I'm very comfortable in that space. So that's why I love social media because it's, it's a form of expression for me. I get to express myself and uh, that's really fun for me. Yeah. And uh, so I de- de- definitely want to talk about what you have coming up later today, but first, sure. but first, and I won't ever ask this question again, team Johnny or team Amber Heard. 
You know, that's so funny that you asked me that because <laughs> obviously I'm in entertainment for 30 years and my girls are like, mom, my teenage girls, because they've been watching, I guess, or I guess they yeah, see yeah, yeah. on TikTok. And they're like, mom, who are you for, you know, Johnny or, and I'm like, I haven't even watched any of it. I, just none of it because I don't have time. I literally haven't watched one minute of that, of that trial. So I don't know, to be honest, I'm just not in it. Yeah. This uh, it's going to be interesting when they, uh, when they kind of come out with a verdict, it's going to be like OJ all over again, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, or Nate, I, I know every, I don't really know, you know, whatever. I don't try to, get, I, I've kind of like jumped in and watched highlights every once in a while. My sister's watched the whole thing and it's fun to kind of, the, the highlights are pretty entertaining. So any, anytime something is entertaining, it's a whole documentary in of, in of itself. Well, and maybe yeah. Sally Clone, maybe you'll be the one to produce and direct and write the documentary about the trial. You know, I might, because let me tell you this, not to, not to like throw a name down, but one of my really <laughs> good friends is Cato Kalin. And uh -huh. he was part of one of the top trials ever which was the uh -huh. oj trial so yeah uh, you know kato and i have talked a lot like after the trial we got to talk a lot about all of it and his experiences and here's something funny that a lot of you guys don't know probably they did an a and e like docuseries about the trial you know with oj i don't know if you guys saw it i think it was on the a and e um they don't they didn't pay kato one dime and they used his likeness they used uh, they casted a guy that looked like him Cause I called him. I was like, did they pay you for that? He's like, no, they just get to, cause he's a public figure. It's crazy. Like they didn't pay for it. They didn't even ask his permission to use his likeness. So anyway, that's just a little Hollywood. I met, I met Cato Caleb one time. He was out here in Las Vegas Kato's in awesome. 2004. That's been 18 yeah. years ago. And we were at a party during the world series of poker and uh, you know, years ago. And I always, it's like one of those like short conversations that was always at the time fascinating. It was like, it's Cato Kalen, you know, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, he's a great so, guy, great dad. So, so we're talking, we're having fun. We're talking, you know, throwing out some names out there and just kind of having fun. You're in LA. You've been around a lot of people. I want to know: is there one or two people that just pop into your mind that, that you've had a conversation with, or it's like you maybe surprised you? Uh, it stands out as like you know a conversation that you don't for you didn't forget. Maybe you met somebody that just had an impact on you. Um, maybe you bumped into, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in a gas station and he said, hello, I don't know, you know, people out there that haven't been to LA, you guys are around all those big names, you, you know, you're, you're working with the names, but there might be people listening that just want to hear a fun story about a conversation that you've had, or, or maybe, story. but you know, something like that, something that stands out uh, in the LA area. So I, I will tell, and this is so funny. I've never told this story. Uh, Tommy knows a little bit about this, but I've never told this story on, on Clubhouse. But since you asked, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So I used to work at MTV and I worked on a show called Singled Out with Jenny McCarthy. It was right before Carmen Electric took over. I was there for a couple of years. I was the contestant coordinator. So I was the one that picked and chose the different contestants that were going to be on the show, which was super fun for me because I got to meet so many, you know, young kids that wanted to be on TV. You could see it in their eyes. And one of my really good friends, John Ernst, who ended up being my boyfriend, he was the music supervisor there um, for singled out. So we dated for a little while, but I was Christian. He was Jewish. It didn't really work out. You know, we, so we broke up. So he's like, I have this really good friend that I want to set you up with. And, and he's doing really well right now. I go, who is it? He said, Ryan Seacrest. I was like, okay. And at the time he was working at uh 98.7 star 98.7. So he was like on the rise. He wasn't on American Idol yet. He wasn't on, you know, Kiss FM yet. He wasn't doing all the major things, Ryan and Kelly, all that stuff. But he was like on the rise. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with this. So we went to a party at Ryan's house and it was an instant connection. Like we were like, yes, yes, we started dating. I would say we probably dated for about four months. And one of the dates that I remember was just super, super fun. Do you guys remember Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back in the day. Yes. So he was like, hey, and of course he got tickets, all the best tickets, cause he worked at a radio station. So he's like, hey, I want to take you to Hootie and the Blowfish. I was like, yeah, that's great. So he picks me up. We went out to dinner, this beautiful Italian restaurant in West Hollywood. And then we drove to the concert and he opened his trunk. It was the cutest thing. He had flowers and he had a bottle of wine and two glasses. And he was so romantic. So Ryan, I would say, was probably my favorite kind of celebrity date. We had a great date. We dated a little bit, you know, probably four months. And then... It, it, the one thing about Ryan is he's such a cutie and very, very sweet, but he has ADHHHDDDDD to the highest level. 
Like the guy can't pay attention. Like he he can't. No even wonder he's so attention. successful and can do fifteen <laughs> different things. <laughs> he can't afford to pay attention. So you know, we broke up, but we we stayed friends for a long time. I was a music manager for many years at a record label, and I some of my clients were from American Idol. So I got to go to some of the finales, and I got to see Ryan a few times. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? So he's always been my friend. Um, but you know, now he doesn't have time for my phone calls, but. We, he, that's that's one of my fun stories, my fun Hollywood stories. Well, when he wants to take one job off the, you know, he's he's got so much going on. When he wants to he really uh, that American Idol hosting role, just let him know that you know somebody that hosts all yes. kinds of stuff on social media. I'll be glad to step in. You know, maybe he just takes one season stingy. off. But he's uh, a yeah. little stingy with the jobs in Hollywood. I have to say, it's like, can you, just, you know, give us some of these jobs. You know, I'll take that one and that one and that one and oh yeah, hit right. me up with that. Him one. and Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez is another one that's like stingy with all the jobs in Hollywood. Hollywood. But anyway, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with live because I think uh, what's her name is uh, backing out of that show, right? Finally, um, I, I don't know why I'm forgetting her Kelly. name. Kelly, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't follow that either. I stumble across news updates every once in a while, and uh, but yeah, I haven't watched that show in a while. It hasn't so, guys, come through on Deadline yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're talking to Sally Clone. We're having some fun. Uh, she works in documentaries. She's crushing social media. Let's talk about before I pass it back to Jude. Uh, I, I know that uh, mental health matters to you. What else mm-hmm. really matters to Sally Clone? And and then uh, tell us about the room that you're having in a few hours. And uh, we got the link. I, I've got the right club at the top, right? If, if people want to go ahead and follow that club. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. She's going to have a room today, I think at 12 Pacific. Follow that club, guys. I'm going to let her go ahead and tell you a little bit about that room. And, uh, and also like, is there anything else that really matters to you? Like, do you play tennis? Do you, do you like to, you know, uh, do you like to uh, go to church on Sundays? What, what matters to Sally Cologne? And then tell us about the room. Yeah. Well, let me tell you really quickly, this club is a brand new club. I haven't really done any rooms in this club. My Hollywood Insiders, that's my main club, but I wanted to start building my book club. So that's why I did it under this club. But uh, for me, you know, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in the church. Um, Church is very important to me and uh, just really trusting in the word. And, and so that's like my number one thing. It's how I'm raising my children in this crazy world that we live in. Um, I also, you know, and I don't want to digress too far in, but I lost my dad couple years ago to suicide. So mental illness is a huge thing for me. And it's one of the reasons why when I watched my own kids during this pandemic struggle with depression and just being away from their friends. I mean, obviously kids need that interaction. Um, That's the reason why I started the girls empowerment program at the high schools out here locally in Los Angeles, LAUSD, because I, when I watch someone struggle, like I, I rise in those moments. God uses me. I get downloads, you know, and and I'm able to speak to somebody that's in in struggle. I I yes, just yesterday I was on my way. Uh, I was getting ready for work. I was driving to Malibu for this metaverse project I'm working on, and one of my very very close friends called me to talk about some stuff, you know, personal stuff, stuff, stuff with her son who's 16 years old and just you know really sort of like he comes from a Christian family, but you know is in struggle and she didn't know how to deal with it. So. When my dad passed away, I decided to go back to school and study under Jay Shetty. So for one year, I went back to school to become a transformational coach. And that was a big deal for me because I was in the middle of still shooting and doing things. But I, I knew that that was part of my calling was to you know learn myself, to educate myself. And I don't do really one-on-ones. The reason why I decided to become a, a transformational coach is because when I'm on set, when I'm developing programs with people that don't really know the industry like this, some people get a little crazy with this industry. So I really use my certification to help people on set, to help my kids, to help my friends in my life. So that's really how I'm using it right now. Um, But that's important to me. It's important to me to be able to have the tools when someone comes to me and struggle that I can say, listen, this, 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 and this, and, you know, somehow it's helpful. <laughs> and I get these incredible downloads from the Lord that, that he's like, say this, say this, say this. So it's like, it's, it's lovely. And I feel very, very fulfilled when I'm able to do that. 
Ooh, making a difference. This is why we uh, bring these interviews in here, guys. I like to have conversations with people that are making a difference, and I've never heard that story. I think I've heard you mention uh, your dad passed away a couple years and thinking, you know what, I lost my dad three years ago, so we lost mm. dads uh, within the you know within the same time frame. And uh, but then you kind of took that and uh, and let it fuel you to to uh, talk to other people about mental health, about you know uh, depression, and uh, and so that's why you're doing the room today. I know you and uh, and Tim Story, your friends, and y'all are having a conversation. Tell us who you're interviewing and what that room's yeah. about so this is interesting because it's like full circle so i went to oral roberts university being a pastor's kid that's where we all end up and i loved it i loved the school one of my one of my you know very close friends was was marcia nash who was the granddaughter of oral roberts so um lindsey roberts is the mother-in-law of oral roberts so so lindsey is married to richard roberts who's oral roberts son so she has a new book, Discover Your Self-Worth. And Tim, who's one of my best friends for 25 years, he's like my brother from another mother, he called me a, a few days ago and said, hey, would you be open to doing uh, an interview with Lindsay? And I was like, yeah, heck yeah. You know, it's like full circle for me. And so he said, so cool. So he and I, and he has a book called The Miracle Mentality, which we'll probably talk a little bit about that as well. But he and I will be interviewing Lindsay about her new book, Discover Your Self-Worth, today at noon Pacific Standard Time. And if you haven't been in a room with Tim Story, who I know used to do a regular Thursday morning on Breakfast with Champions, but now he's like traveling the world, so he's super busy. If you haven't done a room with him, he's probably one of the most motivational speakers, life coaches to the stars. I mean, he was a life coach to Kanye West when he was down and out. Robert Downey Jr. He's been on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah Winfrey. He's very good friends with Oprah. A lot of people mistake it and say he's Oprah's coach. He's not Oprah's coach, but he's been around Oprah a lot and they're very good friends. Um, but so he's he's like incredible to listen to. Um, so he, so yeah, that's my partner today at noon Pacific Standard Time right here on Clubhouse. So so wait a minute, Lindsay Roberts. Lindsay Roberts is Oral's. What was the relation again? daughter-in-law robert's wife yeah i'm gonna have to tell my mom about this because this uh, brings back memories i grew up with mom watching oral roberts you know and she you know we grew up watching that kind of tv oh of course just like you grew up in the church my dad wasn't a pastor but he did uh preach several sermons growing up and uh was always a deacon and sunday school teacher so i'm gonna have to tell my mom about this interview and uh, get access to her so so, yeah, thanks for making this interview happen. I'm going to jump in there and support. And, uh, uh, Jude, we've only got about 15 minutes left. Of course, uh, that bleeds into the social media show. So we can go a few minutes over time. So we've got about 20 minutes left. But, Jude, I know you've heard some things that have sparked because you're the expert interviewer you are. Uh, jump back in here. What else would you like to talk to Sally about? Yeah, you know, Sally, first of all, my condolences to, to losing your, your mom and your dad, in particular your, with, your, with the way your dad passed. Um, so I think that it's just, Thank it's you. an amazing for any of us who have lost, who have lost our parents, my, both my parents are also gone. And, mm. and I, that leads me to, to a topic. I looked up Tommy, when you mentioned Tommy, I had not met Tommy before. Mm. And what struck out is, is that when I looked at his profile, um, he had a grief right up at the front, how to deal with grief. And so I'm sure that Tommy's got a story about grief as well. But I, I wanted to talk about that. And, and, and I don't know that you really over, ever overcome um, grief is what I'm saying. I mean, it may mm. not be as, as, as present as it is all the time, but, but even with my first husband, and that's been years ago, um, if, if I talk about him too long, I'll be in tears. You know, I don't think, and, and to me, well, you know, Sally, I've always felt that, that grief, and I don't know how other people deal with it, but I thought that your tears are also um, the retribute to, to how the people in our lives have touched us, you know, how, they've, how we've loved them, they've loved us. And, and, uh, and, I, and I wanted to talk about that along with mental health, because as a nation, we are grieving with what just happened in Texas. And while that may not be the same poignant grief for those of us who, certainly for those who lost their, their children and, and loved ones, teachers and family and friends and wives. And I mean, it's just, it's unthinkable, but we grieve and yet people don't really talk about grief a lot. So tell me what you're doing in that area. So Tommy, first of all, he and I have become really good friends. He's an incredible mental health advocate as well. And I didn't mention this earlier, but I'm glad that you mentioned all of this uh, and asked that question, which is brilliant. But Tommy was one of my first speakers at, for my girls empowerment program. And he was unbelievable. Like no keynote, he didn't write anything down. He just like, 
for 30 minutes just rocked our world. And so we were in his room a couple of days ago. He does, he has a lot of really incredible rooms as well, but we were in his room a couple of days ago and, and we were talking about grief. Somehow it came up and people were asking questions. And Tommy had asked me a question once because there was somebody that was about to go um, talk to, a, a, I think like a cousin or something or uncle um, about someone that they had just lost. And he said, Sally, what is your thought about, you know, how to, how she deals, how she's going to deal with her friend. And I said, this is my one advice. And he, he always brings this up in his room, which I love because he remembered it. I said, when you're, when you go to comfort someone that's grieving, they just lost somebody very close to them. They don't need to hear, well, I, I dealt with this too. I lost somebody too. They don't need to hear that in that moment. What they need is just for you to be there hold their hands. You don't even have to say anything. For me, when my dad passed away, my best friend for 25 years came over. She just sat with me for like four hours. Maybe we said a couple things. She let me mostly talk about my dad, but she didn't even say anything. She just sat there and held my hand and brought me food and comforted me. So sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Just being in the same room and holding someone's hand, physical touch, and just being there and letting that person you know, express themselves about who the person is that they lost, that's all you need. So we decided to do a grief room. So in two weeks, we're actually doing a room about how to deal with grief. And Tommy is gonna be joining me for that. And Dr. Roshanek, who's a neuroscientist, is also gonna be joining. And I think Rachel Weaver is joining. So anyone that wants to join, please do. Um, Tommy, do you wanna say anything? Well, first of all, I just love this platform, and I'm a fan. I've come on often and just listen in, and and such a huge fan of Sally. Um, she's very, very humble. Her accomplishments go way beyond and beyond and beyond. But what she's doing in uh, Los Angeles right now for empowering young women is something that is just absolutely crazy. And it was a big deal, and it was a big event, and we made a lot of impact. And, yeah, I mean, we all lose people. And, obviously, the tragedy that's just happened – um, can be looked at in a deeper way. I mean, the second leading cause of death in America right now, suicide from 12 to 25, uh, one out of four kids have incredible amount of anxiety, depression to the point of clinical, uh, one out of five girls experiencing self-harm. The grief can be from death, but the grief can also be just from life itself. And there's nothing like watching people that you love go through mental health issues and go through the struggles. And so, I was in a room one day and somebody was like, you know, telling me how to feel. My mom passed away uh, last Easter, Easter before last, and people were like telling me how to feel. And I just remember when my brother got killed in a car wreck, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, they all experienced something totally different. And so that always concerns me of how do you deal with people and have they have that communication line. And one day Sally said, look, don't even act like you pretend you understand. You've never been there. You've, you've been in death. You've been in grief. You've been in situations, but you don't know what they're going through. Just be there. And so uh, we brought that up and she said, let's do a room. And that's what we're doing. Tommy, thank you. I wanted to ask a question, Sally, to a follow up here. Uh, Tommy, I had not met you before, and I started following you, but I, I wanted to say both you and Sally made made such really strong statements about helping people deal with grief, and and I I know that you know we everybody tries when people you know people say oh I know how you feel they're trying I mean they're really trying to let you know I'm here to comfort you, but there's really no amount of comfort because as we all know and you just said it we all deal with grief so much differently from one person to another even when my mother passed uh, Sally my my sister said to me because I was so sad and it still makes me sad mm. she said you you love mother so much differently than I did. And so the grief, as I said, I think our tears are always a tribute to, to the people we love so much. And you reminded me of Absolutely. a story, Sally, and you too, Tommy, that I hadn't thought about in years. I was doing entertainment news out here in Los Angeles. And, and so, you know, I was at the premieres and interviewing all these stars and all these fun things. And I came into the station one day and they said, there's this little girl, eight years old, who'd been kidnapped. They found her and, and she wasn't alive. And they said, we're going to send you, it was in Watts, uh, which is a section of Los Angeles, everyone. They said, we're going to send you to, she won't talk, the mother won't talk to anybody from the media. Everybody's there, NBC, everybody, all the main. But we're sending you because we think if anyone can talk to her, it will be you. And I said, but I don't cover that kind of story. 
I said, I'm entertainment news. That's, I don't cover this. And I said, it's an eight-year-old child. I'm really not sure I'm the best. And they said, we're sending you. So I went down and, and I did get the interview with the mother inside her home and the shrine that she had to her daughter. daughter. And I came back in the newsroom and they broke out into applause. And I said, why are you applauding? Because I was in tears. And, and I said, why are you applauding? They said, because you're the only reporter we know of who didn't say, how, how, do, you, how do you feel? And I said, well, it's common sense. How would anybody feel? They just discovered their eight-year-old daughter is gone. So my point is that I think, Sally, to your point, just being there for someone, not saying anything, not trying to smooth it over, not saying don't cry, not saying I understand, just be there. And I feel that that grief today, and I, and I know we're going to turn this around because this is not exactly the, the most... Um, motivational topic, I guess, of the day. But I, I do want to say, I want to ask this of Tommy, because you mentioned suicide, and Sally, you experienced it. Why do you think, and there's a lot of different theories on it, much has been written on it, why do you think that this, this is so high in our society right now? Because this was even prior to COVID. So what are your theories on this? I mean, first of all, there's, you know, there's so many layers that you can undo there, and we'll do it briefly. But uh, you've got a situation to where when you're broken and brokenness has no hope, and, you know, God said, I give you faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. It's self-love. When I go out and do the power walk, the power of your words actually in loving your knowledge throughout schools, uh, the one thing is amazing. I'll say, give me a scale of one to five. You know, how much do you love yourself? Five being amazing and one being not so amazing. And the young people will give me on an average three, right? So when you don't have self-love, then you have all these other things, the kind of things that can happen. Social media, which we love, absolutely love, and is great, has also empowered people to gather information and birds of a feather flock together. It's become super, super popular to do it to the point to where people are now doing it together. And so there's this realization that says the only place that I can identify with this pain is to take control of the pain. That's why the cutting, that's why the addictions, that's all those things. At the end of the day, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, if you see that is the solution, then people will follow that solution. And it has become incredibly popular to kill ourselves. Oh, oh. Well, listen, wow. I think what you and Sally are doing for on behalf of mental health and, and also your upcoming uh, program, Sally and, and Tommy, on grief mm -hmm. um, is a much needed, they're both much needed conversations that are unending. And so I applaud you both for taking it to where, to where it's become part of the, part of the national conversation a, as it needs to be. And, you know, it's so easy to look the other way, uh, even when it comes to our own pain. And I do feel that uh, the more that it's brought out to the forefront, the more people are going to be more open to talking about it and, and expressing themselves a little more. And the fact that we can all just listen and be there to support people. Um, we've all lost people to suicide. Uh, some of my friends' children overdosing and some intentional, some not. Um, it's just their kids. It's just, it's just um, I think that as a nation, uh, the conversations like this the conversations that you'll be having in the future this is what's going to help turn us around i feel as a nation and every one of us you know sally the work that you're doing on behalf of women and and children and and the ministry work that some of us do on behalf of of uh, children uh, and 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 to just be there as much as we can for each other and sally i know that you've got a couple more things that you probably want to tell us about i know your interview this with the tim story that's today at noon and then, mm -hmm. and then when are these other two programs of yours airing again? Can you tell us one more time? Sure. So this week, it's uh, today, it's Tim's story, 12 to 2. But we might, this might be a shorter room because Tim is like in and out. So it might be a 12 to 1 room. We'll see. Um, next week, we have uh, a room that we're going to be doing with my co-producers of a project that we have um, where we're going to be funding two short films. So it's a contest. And it's 10 pages and there's four different parameters that you have to stay within. But we have a budget for two short films um, that we want to fund for, it could be up, up and coming filmmakers. It could be filmmakers that have had a script that they've been looking for funds. So we want to fund those films. So that's next Tuesday, 12 to two. My room is always 12 to two Pacific standard time. Uh, that's going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then the following Tuesday, 12 to two, it's going to be 
how to deal with grief. And that'll be in my Celebrate Transformation Club, which is a new club as well that I'm going to start building for mental health. And um, that's actually my brand, Celebrate Transformation. I have it registered and everything for years and years and years. So um, that's that's a brand that I'm going to start building as well as, as God just kind of uses me in this mental health space. But uh, Tommy will be there. Dr. Roshanek, who's a neuroscientist, will be there. I believe Rachel Weaver is going to be there with us, who's a neuroscience nerd like myself. And then, you know, the rooms will continue. We'll have entertainment rooms. I think I'm going to have so my one of my really close friends, Sherry Shepard, just booked uh, her first talk show. So that's going to start airing on in September on Fox. So I want to get her in and talk about, you know, everything like right now she's prepping they're shooting all the promos in in new york like i even texted her the other day and i was like is anyone shooting the bts the behind the scenes of like you getting ready to have your own freaking national talk show and she's like no like if i lived in new york i would be you know following her around like what does this feel like and what about this and the the promos and the if you if you go on her instagram she has over you know i think like a million followers whatever but if you follow her you can see her journey of what it takes to do your own talk show. So she took over for Wendy Williams-ish. She was host co-hosting or guest hosting for Wendy Williams because Wendy Williams, um, I think has Crohn's disease. And so Wendy's not coming back. So they actually gave Sherry her own show to take that same slot, time slot, um, which a lot of people don't know, but it's not a secret. I mean, you're, it's not, it's news, you can look it up. But um, so I'm gonna have her come on and talk about you know what it's like to prepare for a talk show. I mean, who doesn't want to hear that story? Hello, I want to hear that story. You know, that's a, that'll be a great story. That's for sure. You know, this is, I mean, it, it's a, it's, it'll, it's a great ride. You know, Nate was talking about going, coming out to LA and going behind the scenes with you. And I, when I had one of my talk shows, they even matched the, uh, the, the, the walls, the set walls <laughs> to my skin tone. And I mean, it was, it's, I haven't even thought about this. I should write about this uh, as well. You know, it's just, it's, you make me think of things I haven't thought about, uh, Sally. That's so great. I had forgotten all about that. I mean, I remember them having me sit on different couches to match the skin tone to my, to my skin. I mean, when you think about it now, it seems ridiculous, but that's what happens. That's anyway, funny. that'll be a great ride, a great story, a great look behind the scenes, everybody. And Sally, yes. I've just so enjoyed getting to know you on this interview. We've exchanged a couple Thank of times too. on Clubhouse, and and we will have that phone call. Um, I, I'll text you my phone number, and you can let me know about Saturday event. And and if I can be in two places at once, I'll try. So, absolutely. <laughs> anyway. But we need to say something really quickly about the Level Up um, yep, conference yep, yep. before this ends. Uh, I know Nate was probably going to say it too, but the Level Up conference. If you guys don't know about it, it's this weekend in. Las Vegas, but it's also virtual. The tickets, I think, are only like $97. I don't know, Nate, if you want to put the link up. Um, Nate's going to be speaking. I'm going to be speaking. I'm actually, for the first time ever, going to share my story um, of of triumph, (laughs) tragedy, then triumph. It's actually a script. I wrote a script last year. It's going to be a movie. Uh, My life story is crazy. I didn't even get into it at all on this call, but I'm going to be sharing it this weekend. Tommy's going to be speaking. You heard him just now. I mean, and I'll be playing pack. poker, Nate. Just saying. Let's go play. Let's, let's, let's do it. My mentor Shannon Shore. He's three in the world right now. So I play the tour. Duh, Shannon Shore's a beast. I've never met him, but I yeah. uh, would love to hear some of those we'll stories. Introduce then, uh, don't we'll tell introduce you. We'll introduce you. Don't, don't tell my buddy Marcus Black, who's right right next to me right here, but we'll sneak off. We'll go play a little poker, and uh, so we'll, we'll disappear. But no, but yeah, uh, Sally, I, you, oh you, God, you I were talking you. about you were talking about following people around for documentaries, and so I was going to transition by saying I'm going to follow Sally Clone around this weekend. I know you're only here for a day, but I'm going to follow around. I'm going to get some film. I'm going to film my own documentary, hanging around people like Sally Clone, like Marcus Aww. Black, like Becker Brazil. So I get a little, uh, little mini documentary going of my own. And so, yeah, keep, tell us why are you here? Why are you coming for the Level Up event? And why should somebody click on the link? Or if they want more information, they can DM me Vegas. They can DM you Vegas. And uh, do you have a special code? But why should they come? And how can they get access to your special code? Special code is, code is Sally100. So I, I'm guessing it's because you're going to get $100 off. So Sally100, um, click on that link. Marcus Black is also talking, I think, from what I heard. Marcus Black and I are staying in the, staying in the same Airbnb, so that's kind of fun. So it's going to be a Marcus. party. Yeah, that's a little weird. We come in to party with you, Marcus. <laughs> We're coming to party. I'm flying in Thursday, actually, Nate. So I'll be there Thursday night, all day Friday, and part of Saturday. So I'm going to be there for a little while. So we definitely need to like go work out together at least once and have lots of food and 
just have it. It's going to be so fun, you guys. So if you're not coming, that's cool. I wish you were because I would love to meet you in person. Danielle, as well as speaking, I didn't see her. I'm looking down the on the. Wow. So many people yeah, in the so, show are there. Yeah, so it's going to be incredible. And uh, if you want to listen to my wild tragedy to triumph story, uh, it's a virtual ticket. I think it's $97. So I'm uh, super excited. You heard it. My, my voice goes high pitched when I get it. All right, Nate, I got the theme song. Oh no! Let's go. Oh my god. Love it. I love it. <laughs> DJ I love Tommy. Wicked, 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 wicked. I love it. So, guys, oh, yeah, click so on the fun. link. If you're listening and you don't see the link to click on, just remember levelupu, Y-O-U, levelupyouevent.com, levelupyouevent.com. You can use the code SALLY100, SALLY100, to get a discount. But if you can't make it to Vegas for all the fun, definitely get a virtual ticket to this event. Uh, I, I encourage you guys to attend live events, but if you can't do it, attend a virtual event, attend virtually, I should say, and uh, get to hear Sally's transformational story from uh, from a tragedy to triumph i can't wait to hear the rest of the story we didn't even get into the i wish i could spend the next hour talking about the screenplay that you wrote we'll talk about that this weekend and uh uh so anyway we've been talking to sally cologne i wish we could talk for all day long but we're gonna have fun this weekend sally cologne is a documentary filmmaker she's a screenplay writer and uh, she's uh, got her own club here in uh, clubhouse we're today at 12 noon pacific right 12 yes. noon Pacific in the uh, Sally. Uh, what's the name of the club again? Sally writes books. Uh, Sa- Sally book Sally's club. book club. It's a brand new club. <laughs> yep. So there's not a lot of followers yet. So please follow the club. Sally's book club. I'm going to have Tim story and Lindsay Roberts talking about their books. So it's going to be a great so, conversation. So I learned today, if you guys missed any of this, I learned today that you're working on a metaverse project. We didn't even get to go deep into that. I can't wait to hear more about that. I learned about your brand, which is a celebrate transformation. Uh, you know, how much more of an impact can we have in, in, in as we spend time on this earth and then to help others around us, uh, uh, trans, you know, transform, inspire them to move into the direction that they are called to move into. And so I'm excited uh, to, to know that you, and I already knew this, but kind of learning exactly how you're helping people around you uh, step into their transformations, step into their bigger selves. And I know that you're making a, a difference to Sally Clone. So I appreciate you, not just for being Thank here you, today. Nate. First of all, I appreciate you for uh, being here, but always supporting these clubhouse rooms, uh, being a friend. And I uh, just uh, appreciate the things that you're doing to leave an impact in this world, to make a positive difference and help people with different things, including mental health and uh, just uh, and transformation. So thank you for being here, Sally. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Yes, you like to share thank you. I love that. That's such a good like question at the end. Any closing thoughts? Yes, I have a closing thought. I want to leave you leave you guys with a with a cliffhanger. So one of the things that I'm going to talk about um, this weekend, if you can't be there, definitely get the virtual ticket. Is the day I met myself for the first time. Which, by the way, today is my sixth transformational birthday. You know how people have their recovery or their AA birthdays. For me, I transformed my life in 2016. On May 31st, 2016, I met myself for the first time, which was six years ago today. And I am gonna tell that story about what it was like to meet myself. And um, it's you guys are gonna, I, I think you guys will enjoy it because I tell it and I, I tickle myself about like how God like used my life in 2016 to completely transform and like the person I am today. So. Um, I'll leave you with that cliffhanger that I'm going to tell you guys about how I met myself for the first time. And it's the first time I'm going to tell the full story this weekend. So hopefully you guys will be there. Be what here. a coincidence. Cause I'm going to, Marcus is going to be here and I'm going to tell the story about you. the time I met Sally Cologne for the first time. So it's going to be a powerful weekend. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.